G'day and welcome to the Punting Monologue. It is mid-November. That's still spring in anyone's money, and it's definitely spring in my book. I'm Sunny Munn. I'm with Benny Clifton. How are you, Ben? Yeah, good, mate. The Flemington Carnival was a cracker, wasn't it? Good weather, good horses... Good results for bookies. Oh, yeah, that's what you want. I'll tell you what, it's an absolute whirlwind, though. Every year this happens where it's a huge build-up to that week. And then I just literally sat down then and went, what was last week? Stakes Day? The Cup? Haley's Comet? Like, I don't remember. It just comes and goes so quick. It does. So let's touch on last week, mate, because your best bet got a place. I think we had a winner somewhere in the mix there, and... Uh, West wind blows, you're a lock of the year. The absolute moral that destroys the field is still running. So what do you got to say to everyone, mate? Did you did you see the race? Oh, here we go. No, no, give me your 17 excuses. Oh, no. Well, I didn't jump that well. And then the jockey, oh, I don't know, the jockey <laughs> um, took off around him. Then it went too hard and it was just a disaster from start to finish. So, so Jamie Spencer's in the bad books for you? He's gone, he's gone home with his tail between his legs. We had a winner with General Bow. That was a nice one coming out of that dual race at Caulfield. I like that form line. But yeah, the best bet, Duke DeCessor. It, it travelled well. It went for that a run at the top of the straight. Didn't quite get it in the winner. The winner beat it to that run. And you know, the winner was going better anyway. I don't think it would have made a difference to the result. But definitely didn't help Duke DeCessor. But yeah, it was a, it was a mixed bag last set though. Ups and downs, swings and roundabouts, such are the cruel vicissitudes of live sport, my friend. Let's bounce back this week and kick off at Caulfield. How's Caulfield looking this week, mate? There's been a little bit of weather around. Yeah, but it should be all right for Saturday. A little bit of a southerly. It's a slow start to us in, in terms of bets, but we'll we'll work through the races and uh, we've got 10 of the best. It's the, the cards come up with a little bit of quality, which is nice. And yeah, there's obviously two group one races on the, on the card as well. So let's get into it, eh? Let's get into it, and if it is a slow start, we can whip through it. Race one's over eighteen hundred. Ain't no deal done. At a buck eighty is your fairly short price favourite at the moment. Dunkel at three sixty, and then it's let's roll the dice at five fifty. It's a short field, and it seems like a race in three. Yeah, probably is. I mean, it's a tricky little field because uh, there's not a lot of speed on paper. Some of these horses are coming out of quick, uh, fast races. Dunkel's resuming off a break off the SA Derby win, so who knows what it's going to do first up. Ain't no deal done. Coming back slightly in distance, it's getting a little bit deep into its campaign. Can it still win, keep winning? Um, it probably can, but yeah, it was a little bit little bit sticky, so I was happy not to bet into this race. Hey, mate, the bets you don't place are just as important as the ones that you do. Let's go to race two now, mate, where talk about a top, top of the field. We've got... <laughs> Is that right? Did you say that right? I think so. What did I say? Did I say that the bets you don't... <laughs> Make are as important as the ones you do? Or more important. Oh, more now. Crikey. All right, I'm going to have to reprint all those shirts. I'll get a two-for-one deal on the patented Benny Clifton two-horse play hats that I've got running. Gee, it's hard to fit that on a beak. Let me give you the drill. Hey, mate, race two's over 1,400, and it looks like another tough one. Our joint favourites, it's almost a three-way tie at the time of recording. Meridius and Robusto. Crikey, they sound like a couple of robots in a gang that are looking to take on the Ninja Turtles or something. They're at about 480. Forbidden Cities at <laughs> Bebop five. and Rocksteady. So, are Bebop and Rocksteady going to get the job done or what? <laughs> they popped up in a group chat yesterday. I couldn't believe it. Now you've brought it up. <laughs> Mate, the Ninja Turtles have been going for about 45 uh, years. Well, they, they were my absolute top of the draw uh, when I was a kid. Who were you? Who were you? Rafa, Raphael. Oh, yeah. Did anyone ever want to be Leonardo? What a nerd. What a nerd. Anyway, who's winning? Um, no, we're not having a bet here. The horse that probably piqued my interest a bit was Meridius. Just, I thought it went okay first up. 
last start at Geelong. It was held up a little bit, didn't quite get clear till the end, ran home pretty well, gets a good jockey change, but it's probably just going to have to go too far back from that gate. They'll have to ride it negative, and maybe next start will be its peak run for the campaign. So, yeah, that was the horse that interests me, but there was probably a few too many negatives to bet on it. No dramas. Let's shoulder arms to those heroes in half shells and go to race three over the mile. Poison Chalice is at three ninety, and then at six bucks we've got Maracanã and Mr Mojo Rising, an anagram of Jim Morrison. Ego much, and at eight fifty is to be sure. Jim, is that is that right? The anagram. That's right. He's basically just singing Jim Morrison the whole time. He sings Mr Mojo Rising. That's unbelievable, isn't it? Get a bit more self-confidence, Jimbo. As soon as I looked at this race, looked at the market, I'm like, oh, this doesn't feel like a market that I would want to play into. And the more I dive deep into it, the... No, actually, I found one. <laughs> I did find one. I forgot to write it down. Oh, I love it. i tell you what, this is not something I want to play in. Ah, so we'll play in it. All right. The bets you don't make are just as important, if not more important. Because no, I hadn't marked down the bet. <laughs> now, the horse that he, um, I'm going to back is Maricana. I just thought it's coming out of two really good races as last two starts down in grade here. I just think it's ready to do something. Gets a claim uh, for Celine Gaudry down to 54.5. And, a half and uh, I just think it was in the wrong part of the track last start. And it kept trying to find the line. So there's plenty of merit in that run. So I think it'll go really well. Poison Chalice, yeah, I can understand. But it uh, looks a, t- a shade skinny. Barrier 11 probably have to go back from that gate and they haven't even got a jockey on a board so who knows whether they'll run it so yeah maricana for me and i've just noticed that race is called bravo damien oliver i tell you what he's doing a real good johnny farnham job of milking every last saturday of this spring oh is he what it'll be good when he's gone i reckon i reckon he'll come back for sure i can't catch d oliver but anyway yeah good luck to him Good luck. I wonder what an anagram of that is. Probably just D. Oliver again. Let's go to race four over twelve hundred. Commemorative is at three ten, and then it's Saltaire at three fifty five fifty four. Miraval Rose, and it really blows out after that in a fairly sizable field. So it looks again like a race in three. Yeah, it does. I'm going to tip the filly of the three that is the longest price. That's Miraval Rose, just because her last win at Kyneton went really well. That race rated really well. The second horse was completely off the map at Packenham at its next start. I think it'll be improved. This is sort of a fresh horse on the scene who she's she's a nice filly. Barrier 13, probably not a huge deal. At the Caulfield 1,200 metres, they've only got one bend. It's a pretty gentle bend as well. So the current price, five $5.50, I'll be happy to take that because I can't see, given the figures that ran last start, the market taking too much of a set against it. Of the other two in the market, commemorative, this was a favourite for the 1,000 guineas in the early betting, but they tried to get it to 1,400 metres, probably didn't quite run it out. They've dropped it back to 1,200 metres. I think they're not quite sure what sort of horse this is, so I think with that mixed campaign, I'm happy to be against it. And Probably the biggest danger, I think, to Miraval Rose is Soltaire, who went really well uh, down the straight behind Mumbai Muse in a race that rated really well. So Miraval Rose is the horse on the up, and I'm going to go with her. Just have a think. Is this really a bet that you want to place on Saturday and set yourself a deposit limit? Best way to enjoy yourselves, the punters. Let's go to a sprint now in race five. Oh, gonna have to help me. The leftover tiles of a scrabble board is your favourite. Scripper. Oof, there we go. Yeah, that'll do. Yeah, it's gonna have to today. Scripper is your favourite at 280. Hypothetical, hypothetically, why would you call your horse Scripper? Is it 460? And Barber is looking to give the bookies a haircut at five bucks. Tell me you're not on the thing I can't pronounce. I am on that. I am on that thing. Oh, you. 
Jeez, yeah, this horse, um, this campaign, the two figures it's done at Morfordville has been huge and just the late section was unbelievable. It just got a wicked turn of foot and it showed plenty of promise last campaign when it was up on the speed but sort of wasn't finishing off its races so they've decided to ride it a little bit quieter and it's really powering through the line. I think it's the making of the horse and up in grade here but I love that it's dropping six and a half kilos because it is a turn of foot horse so it should sprint really quickly. Drawn 10 I think they can probably just sit out three wide. I don't think it'll matter at the 1,100 metres here and hopefully get to the best part of the track. So I'm a big fan of this horse. What it's been doing its last two runs at Morfordville, it deserves a chance in this class, and I think it can measure up. So I'm with Sharippa. Is that what we're saying? Is that what we're going for? Sharippa? Scripper? Is it a soft G? Scripper? Scripper? Is it Yagi? Scripper? It's actually the... Lanolin? Like sheep's wool? (laughs) Um, Hypothetical is probably going to have the um, map advantages over... Sharipper and the other chance in the race, Barber, but Barrier 1, is it going to be the place to be? I'm not sure, but Sharipper's got a little bit more upside than Hypothetical. Barber, I admit, is a chance. Drawn 12, so I'd probably have to go back behind Sharipper and try and run past it, which I don't think it can do. So Sharipper, for me, I think he is exciting, and it'll be good to watch him on Saturday. Let's go to race 6 now, and the Arkansas Kid is all pistols at 260 at favouritism. Brave Mead at 380. Snapback. At six fifty and at seven bucks, the instructor in what shapes as a fairly difficult looking race. I'm not getting involved here. Brave Mead with the blinkers on first time. I don't know if it's an act of desperation or this is a sort of they've always planned to put the blinkers on to get a little bit more out of it, but it's got a positive jockey change, but I'm not completely convinced it's a, as good a horse as the market is suggesting. Arkansas Kid is coming out of the strongest race. It ran really well behind Osmosis in the Coolmore, so can understand why it's short in the market but it is drifting so you might be looking particularly on this day with you know we've been through the carnival you might be looking for horses who are fresh on the sea not horses who've raced throughout the spring and you know still trying to to peak they might uh we might be looking for the fresh horse on the scene that has got a little bit more gas in the tank so yeah staying out of this one but we've got some bets coming up let's go to race seven again over the mile and cool valante an old favorite at four bucks shares the favoritism with skybird also at four obviously six bucks for jolly star and arctic glamour how can you be cold and hot it's a paradox that's at 850 and it's double figures the rest yeah i mean this is the flagship race of the day and I mean, there's two fillies here that are meeting that I've sort of had my eye on throughout the spring for this race. That is Skybird and Coeur Volante. I mean, it was really tricky to pick between the two. I wanted to I wanted to tip them both, but I just thought we were, uh, we were taking too much percentage there. So I went with Skybird. I just think she's got some raw ability that might be taking her to the absolute top. I mean, this is a Group 1 race for the three-odd fillies, but I think this filly could become a horse that wins multiple Group 1 races and... Just the way she's run through the line at every start suggests that there's more in store and she just toes the jockey into the race and then just can hold that sprint for 400 metres and that's going to win you a lot of races. So I'm going to tip Skybird. I think she's got an absolute electric turn of foot. And the other horse I mentioned, Coeur Volante's probably got some map advantages. They rode it a little bit forward last start on a hot tempo and it won well. I think it'll just be in behind the speed again as well. So... Yeah, it's the main danger to Skybird, but I think Skybird can get over the top. Arctic Glamour had shown ability early in the campaign in Sydney, but this camp have a real trouble uh, getting them deep into their campaign. It was a little bit disappointing last start, so happy to be against it. And Jolly Star, probably about the right price in the market. So Skybird for me, just watch for that turn of foot. It's absolutely electric, and I think it can um, get her out of any trouble she might find back in the field there. Sounds like a ding-dong battle. It's going to be a good race. 
Let's go to race eight now in the next. Over 1,400 and magic time is your favorite at the time of recording at $3.90. It's then $8.50 I am me. Nine bucks for straight Asa. 11 for Valana and Ayrton for the center fans out there is at 14. Gee, this is wide open. The market appears wide open. I think there's a bit of dead wood in the race. I mean, we know the level of a lot of these horses like Valana, Bandersnatch, the Inferno, Ayrton, Buffalo River. Like they've been around the block a, a long time, and you know they're taking up a lot of percentage for horses who I don't think have got the scope to sort of win this race. So I narrowed my focus on the two horses who have got the most upside. So Magic Time, the favourite, we're going to be backing it. I don't think there's any need to rush into that price because I think it was well found in the early market. So I'd be waiting to jump time to back it. It was wide all the way last start in the invitation when it was off the map three forty to two dollars eighty and just kept finding the line. It's just the white right profile of horse to win a race like this is a horse who's sort of on the up, lightly raced and is just still improving. So magic time for me. And the other horse is straight acer. I just think had no luck from the gate in the Golden Eagle last start, which was a, a much harder race than this. Gets a positive jockey change and is another horse who's lightly raced with uh, a lot of scope for improvement. So magic time and straight acer, the two horse play. Love it. And there's a bit of value about there. So just have a think about what you're really gambling with because you win some and you lose more. Let's go to the penultimate now over two kilometers. That's 2,000 in the old money. And MacTube is your slight favorite at 550, followed by my Oman this week. Number 11, Red Sun Sensation at six bucks. Then it's seven for Banker's Choice, 750 for Braden Star, eight for Clay Moore, and double figures after that. Yeah, this was a little bit tough for me. I thought Mac Tube's a horse on the up, but I had that sale race rating pretty well, but I don't know if the market does. So, yeah, I'm not convinced by it. I think we might just skip to your uh, Oman because I don't really have much to say about this race, and I think there's a bet in the last. So how did you come up with this one? Uh, it's a bit of a simple one. Last weekend, we were out at the beautiful Balnarring Picnic Races where Mint Bet sponsored the event, and I had to do some hosting stuff for Mint Sports and got pretty severely sunburnt so the old red sun sensation stuck out to me a bit like a few characters did on the day out at balnarring bloody good day out there get yourselves out to balnarring picnics it's a hell of a day byo grog mate you cannot go wrong look for midbet that's right look for the green guys smiling and the rest of the guys let's face facts looking pretty miserable Let's dive into the last now. Race 10 over 1,200 metres. Your favourite is She Dances at 260, followed by Queen of the Ball at 340. Woof, not a bad little Oman Quinella that. Queen of the Ball and She Dances. They're followed by Rose Quartz at 5 bucks, and it really blows out after that. I'm with the favourite here, She Dances. I just think that her last run at Mooney Valley, she ran really good time. Before that at Caulfield, she sat outside the lead and powered away. And I think she's going to do the same again. She's only had three runs back. Fourth fourth run in should be... This should be probably her peak run of the campaign. And I um, mentioned it was $1.85 last start. You're getting $2.80 here. And so I'll be back in She Dances. Drawn... 9 of 10, but I think he can sit outside the leader again, and that'll be a good enough run for it to win. So with She Dances, Queen of the Ball, race went good last start at, at Mooney, at Flemington. Probably just going to be a little bit further back in the field than a horse like She Dances. So She Dances, map adva- advantage over Queen of the Ball, leans me in that direction. And the other horse who's a chance in the race is Rose Quartz. She's a chance, but I just think She Dances has her covered. Top stuff, Benjamin. Well, let me run through the card in what has turned out to be an incredibly busy day of action. 
out at Caulfield this Saturday. Race one, it's a tricky little field, so we're not playing. Race two, Bebop and Rocksteady are the masters who will splinter the field. We're not touching that either. Race three, the Jim Morrison Ego Mile. That wasn't a market you were keen on until you were. And now you're on Maracanã or Maracana, depending on which side of the tracks you were born. Race four, in a race of three, you're on the filly, Miraval Rose. You're not sure what sort of a horse the favourite is, which is a peculiar statement. I'm pretty sure it's a quadruped like the rest of them. Race five, we're on the leftover tiles of a scrabble board. The Morfittville times have been phenomenal for Schripper. That's not how you pronounce it. It's going to power through the line, and if you get it on a triple word score, you are Greyvox. Race six is another tricky one. Brave Mead's blinkers are on. Guys, desperation is a stinky cologne. Don't get downwind of it. You are looking for a fresh horse to surprise there, but nothing worth punting on. Race 7 is the flagship race of the day. Benny's had his eyes fixed on the Phillies Orlavo, and he's not Robinson Caruso there. He's lent towards the raw ability of Skybird to pip Cua Volante. That's a ding-dong battle. Should be a great race. Race 8. There's a bit of dead wood in this one. We've ditched the Flotsam and Jetsam, and we're left with the cream of the crop. It's a patented Benny Clifton two-horse play. Yes, a PBC 2HP. We're on magic time and straight Acer with the odds. Race nine. You're not convinced on any, so why not have a couple of shekels on the Oman Red Sun Sensation? And race ten. This is She Dances fourth run in, and it should be peaking this time of the day, as should we. So snap up the price and watch it power home. Is She Dances your best mate? You seem pretty keen on it. Nah, Sharipa. Oh, you're killing me. Skuripa. Skuripa <laughs> or Sharipa? We'll go Skaripa. Oh, let's um, call the whole thing off. Yeah, just what it's been doing at Morphaville has been huge, and I love it, the drop in weight on these turn of foot horses, and I'll be excited what it can do on Saturday. Your best is race five, number 11. Sharipa's in the spa if it wins. That's all from us, and I'll see you on track. Everyone else, good luck, punters. Good luck, punters. See you soon. See you, digger.